I'm Sandra Hayes Buckley and you are listening to the Mind Your Mind podcast, a podcast that delves into what minding your mind means to different people, what self-care looks like in their lives and why minding their minds is so important to them. I hope you enjoy. On this week's episode, I am joined by Donna O'Driscoll. Donna is a chef and owner of Roots Kitchen Catering and during our chat, we discussed Donna's own experience of panic attacks, her journey with well-being and why her mother is her safe person. Donna, you're so welcome to the Mind Your Mind podcast. Thank you. So for any of our listeners who are not familiar with yourself, could you give us an insight into who you are and what you're all about? Yeah, um, I'm Donna O'Driscoll. I'm 39 years old and I own Roots Kitchen Catering Company in Cork. I'm a mom of two and I'm married and I have a dog called Arlo. Fantastic. And you mentioned there you're a business owner, you're a mom. And you're obviously, you know, you're very busy and, you know, you have to look after yourself while also looking after all these other things in your life. So why is it important to you to look after your own mental well-being? Um, well, I feel like when I leave things go or if you're getting overwhelmed and stressed, it just trickles into every area of your life. Mm-hmm. So I always try and um, maintain my self-care so that I can look after everything going on around me. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like I suppose we're both involved in in a network, and being in business can be very challenging on your mental well being because it can be you know isolating in the sense that you know you're in charge, you have to be making the decisions, and that can be quite stressful. And I suppose from a business aspect, do you find that that getting that kind of stress add, adds a lot to your own mental load, and that you need to kind of look after yourself that bit more because of you know, the fact that you are managing this this business and you have employees to think of and, and just all the logistics of it. Yeah, 100%. And um, to be honest, I wasn't very good at it up until this year. Um, I would get really, really stressed out, very overwhelmed. I'd say probably through work as well, but more since I'm self-employed the last seven years, I've probably burned out two or three times, like completely just been like oh my god how do I go on from here like you know um and it's all to do with pressure that you put on yourself most of the time um because you want to be the best and get everything organized and be busy and do everything so um yeah I I would say that it adds on a lot of stress and I and as you say when you have staff you're thinking about them as well and you're thinking about their well-being but obviously then again you're kind of coming in last um if you don't kind of um, look after yourself yeah. Have you noticed a big shift since you mentioned that you have put that emphasis on it this year? Um, yeah. Have you noticed a, a big shift in yourself, your own kind of, I suppose, outlook? And even with regards to the business, have you noticed an, an impact, a knock on effect of looking after yourself and how that can kind of, I suppose, help you with being the businesswoman, being the mother, being, you know, being all things to a lot of people a lot of the time? Yeah, definitely. So um, it was probably around this time last year I joined the club and I made um, a commitment to myself that I was going to do things outside the business and outside my normal um, day to day because um, I knew I'd benefit from it if I was just like putting myself out there in a different way. So I I joined the club and then I went to a few events there and I found that amazing because I was around all the same women that were going through the same problems and issues all the time as me. And then um, I joined IRE then in the end of January. And that was a huge um, benefit because it's a, it's a structured way to see the pitfalls of how you're, uh, when you're going wrong or not going wrong, but like when you when you start to go down that slope of bad self-care, um, mm-hmm. you, you learn the tools on how to kind of see it and you flag it and you try to make 
the best um, out of a situation before it comes up and you don't catastrophize everything if something goes wrong in work or with home or, or, or things like that. And then being around that community of women as well, that we're all there for the same reason. We all want to be, you know, living the best life that we can with minimum stress, minimum, um, you know, um, minimum times where we're just feeling overwhelmed and everything, I suppose. Um, so I would definitely say it's just surrounding yourself with people that are, are the same as you that want the same things really, really help. Yeah, absolutely. And I yeah. found it really interesting. You know, we were recently at an IRE event and, one of the statistics that Jean Lynch, this in-house psychotherapist, mentioned was that there's been a scientific study on the power of community and how surrounding yourself with like minded people can actually add 15 years onto your life. Yeah. And I thought that was unbelievable. Like, yeah. And but I suppose it makes so much sense because when you're around people who are like minded and who understand the stresses that you're going through, the strain on, you know, your relationships or your business or whatever it might be like, it's there's comfort in that. And like it does, it is a form of self-care actually surrounding yourself with those people who you can go, you know, oh, my God, I'm so stressed or I'm, you know, dealing with imposter syndrome which I think everybody who's in business yeah. does at some point or you know my self-belief is a bit mm, iffy at the moment or anything like that and like it but I thought that statistic was just so powerful yeah um, it's one thing that like I took away from that event and it just blew my mind yeah like, what you're saying makes total sense that you yeah. know it has really helped with with your mental well-being and I, yeah. I know it's helped with mine as well I'm personally yeah the same two programs that you are yeah. <laughs> and like it, it is it's so true like you do need to be surrounded by these by these you know this tribe behind you yeah 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 it's so important and um as you say they're they're all in the same boat as you and they want to see the same successes that we all want to see and um you know being around them and seeing how they're getting on and the pitfalls and the wins that they have it's just so it's so refreshing because um I don't know sometimes people just don't tell you how they're feeling or they don't say that they're going through everything and being around this kind of like open communication of women like it's just it's great because you're like geez I thought I was the only one thinking like that or like and there's a lot nearly everybody goes through the same things all the time so it's it, it is fantastic and it's a great sport yeah and I think that that then has a knock-on effect as well of like what you said the fact that you now know that you know other people are going through what you're going through because it can yeah. be so you can really isolate yourself if you yeah. think oh I'm the only one in the world thinking like this mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you found that in we'll say just in a business sense firstly have you found that that has helped you I suppose move forward with decision making and with I suppose not being so caught up in like self-doubt or self, you know, kind of that, the rush that people do get stuck in when you're in business, the kind of decision fatigue, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would, I suppose when you're starting business, you don't want to say no to anybody. And um, I would definitely would have been the yes person for so, so long. And it's definitely kind of refined my thinking and know that like, you know, sometimes you can be a busy fool and you have to say no sometimes because if you don't have a boundary in place, um, like I could work 12 hours a day, seven days a week if, if I had to and if I wanted to, but I don't because I have a family mm -hmm. and like things you, ha you have to prioritize yourself so that everybody else around you can be a priority as well. So, um, yeah, I definitely have like um, the confidence now to know that like, OK, I can say no to people, but 
um, you can say no and it doesn't have to be like a negative thing you can just be like I can't do that right now but I can point you to somebody that can or you know you can make a decision that's good for you without um, you know leaving kind of a negative impact behind you in business yeah and do you find that that then kind of comes into your personal life as well the fact that you have set those boundaries in work that you you know maybe no longer people please because I think it's something that women in particular fall into this trap of like always saying yes to everything I certainly have myself anyway yeah. um, do you think that that has a knock has had a knock-on effect on you know in a positive sense in your personal life yeah, absolutely. Um, sometimes, you know, I would, I, 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 you want to see your friends and you want to do everything. But like a lot of the times this year, it's like, okay, I, I was training to say the marathon and I was like, okay, if I go out, if I go out and meet the girls now, am I going to stay out too late? And is that going to affect my goal then, you know, my short-term goals or whatever. So like, I've definitely made a priority in that sense that like, I can meet the girls, but I don't have to stay at three in the morning. <laughs> Not like you do now at this stage anyway. But, you know, if you haven't met your friends in a while and, you, you know, you, you want to make a balance, really. So, like, I know myself now going forward that I can't do that and then be a great mom on a Sunday, go to work on Monday and be a fantastic boss if I don't put myself first in that in those situations. And um, you can still have fun and you can still stay out late. But, like, you know, it's just not pushing that out uh, beyond what your your body and your mind are able to take you know yeah and you mentioned that you you know burnt out a number of occasions yeah and do you think that that was linked to the kind of people pleasing always saying yes to to everything and trying to kind of I suppose keep on that hamster wheel all the time and not not prioritizing yourself yeah definitely I mean like you know as I said you're trying to get the business going and if people are giving you an opportunity and a chance to do something for them you're going to jump at it and um but like I remember there was one week there I was only open about six weeks I'd say I had a dinner in the evening and I had a very early breakfast for a big company in Cork a media company and um I had to be up at like half three in the morning to get to them for 6 a.m and then the dinner was at like eight and I worked like half 11 that night I mean crazy stuff and loads of people stepped in to help me that I used to work with and friends and family and everything because I needed the help because but like I needed the job because like I needed I needed the money for the business, you know, so I just had to say yes to everything. But I never forget how I felt that weekend afterwards because I was just so deflated. I wasn't even happy that I was able to achieve it because I was just so tired and overwhelmed from it. I got no joy out of it, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. It, like that was just that was just at the beginning of it. Um, and, you know, you're trying like I was there on my own a lot of the time for the first year and just trying to get it off the ground and doing your best and just like feeling like you were getting nowhere. And when I look back now, I'm so glad that like I did do that because it got it to where it was. But like, my God, like I could have done it in a better way. You know, like there's, you, there's always hindsight, you know, yeah. and um like I was saying, Jesus, in the first three years, we weren't even that busy. I, I wasn't taking holidays. Like I should have taken two weeks off. I should have closed, you know, but I mm. didn't. But sure, like you you can only do your best. And I was doing yeah. what, what I thought was right at the time. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't do it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like it's a huge mental strain. And I think anyone who is in business will definitely resonate with that, because especially like I'm in early stages of my business still. And like you do find yourself going, oh, but I really sh I should do that. I, I yeah. should I shouldn't say no, like I, I definitely should take that now because it could lead to something else and then that might lead to something else. And yeah. you're kind of always trying to, you know, jump four or five steps ahead going, mm -hmm. if I say no, that will mean that I won't get to do this and that and the other thing. And like that can put a huge mental like 
like burden on your brain just even yeah. to like you're you're there doing like mental gymnastics basically yeah right? like yeah. jump forward to like oh but but if I do this I can achieve this other thing and yeah. like it can be so so hard so like I think definitely a lot of people will resonate with that and I think it's refreshing to hear that you know looking back you wouldn't have done it mm-hmm. um because I think people feel sometimes that you have to, that yeah. you, you know, no matter what, that this is what it is. It's this enormous slog that you should have no work-life balance. You should have, basically there should be no life in that, in that sentence. Yeah. It must be work. Um, and like, that's not sustainable in, in the long yeah. run. No. Yeah. And people do say, you know, if you're in business, your phone should be on 24 hours, your email should be on 24 hours and this, that and the other. And I'll hold my hands up. I'm not the best for turning off my email notifications. Just in the sense that, I suppose what I do, somebody is looking for something last minute. Sure, like, you know, I have to be there to answer the email or not. But um, there there, there are ways to balance it and, you know, schedule your emails out. I do that now a lot on Friday if they come in and they go out on Monday morning, especially like because it's corporate that we're dealing with now. So a lot of it wouldn't be weekend. So it's perfect. And um, so there are ways of doing it and, and there are ways of working hard. But um, I think you kind of have to do it once or twice to realize, OK, that didn't suit me. So the next time I'm going to actually figure out a way I'm going to get more help or I'm going to say, I can't, I'd love to work with you. I can't do this, but I can do that, you know, and yeah. try and like balance it out that way to 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 make everybody happy, really. Yeah, because it is hard work. Being, you know, being in business is really hard. And like, you know, I know there are people out there who say, oh, it may, you know, it should be easy. But unfortunately, it, it just isn't because especially when you're, you know, you're either reliant on it for your own wage or maybe there's other people who are reliant on it for their wages. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot at stake, really. So, like, it is hard. And like, I think that's really important that, you know, like you're saying, you really need to strike that balance. Yep. And it that takes work as well. You know, it, does. it is a trial and error thing of trying stuff and seeing if it works. But but it's recognizing what doesn't work, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because you can be a busy fool. And I know at the start, people would say, oh, I don't have a budget for that. But like, I'd really love to work. And I'd be like, okay, I will do it. And then I'd be looking at it like, I, like, you're just working. You're not, you're not, you're not getting anything out of it. So now I'd be like, look, the price is the price and we can't do, we can't do anything, you know? Um. So like, in terms of that as well, I think you just gain confidence because like you, you, you learn to know what your worth is. And I know a lot of people when they start in business, they're afraid to tell people the price or to, um, you know, do quotes and things like this. But like that all comes with time, I think, you know, and um, it's just experience with uh, with how to deal with things like that. But um, I like I would say when I started and I still get it, to be honest, I get like this overwhelming anxiety that, that if there's a new customer that um, something will go wrong or they didn't like it or whatever. Or if we did do something wrong and it does happen, things go wrong all the time. You know, I might forget an order might have been forgotten. Or I remember there was one day I was driving in the van and all the crates toppled over. And I was literally like, oh, my God, oh, my God, how am I going to deal with this? And like I would get physical anxiety symptoms, like I would get pains down my arms, pains Mm. in my chest. And like you're literally, how am I going to deal with this? How am I going to deal with this? So I would say I've gone so much better at dealing with things like that like something happened two weeks ago and it was out of my control and I got onto them and I was like look I'm going to be late I'm really sorry there was like a crash in the link there was a crash in the tunnel like it was just whatever before I would have 
beat myself up for about two or three days. At, you know what I mean? Even yeah. though they said it's fine, we know there's a crash, there's no problem, drive safe, take your time. I still wouldn't be able to get over that. I'd still be, why did that happen? Oh, I should have done better. I should have done this, you know, everything. But um, so I was delighted two weeks ago. I was like, oh, it happened on the Friday. And I just went, okay, it's out of my control. They're not giving out and I can't get there anyway on time. So yeah. what's the point in putting my body and my mind through this now? Just mm-hmm. like, you know, we, we get there when we get there and apologize. And that's all you can do. Yeah. You know? And so that took a long time to, <laughs> that took a long time to kind of get to that point. But I was so happy when it did happen. Yeah. And with that piece, you know, yeah. that inner critic can really get in there and like beat you up. Like, yeah, my one is my one is a jack in the box. I think I mentioned that um, yeah. previously. It just springs out at me out of nowhere sometimes. But I suppose what work have you done to kind of get yourself to that stage where you were like, this is out of my control. This isn't my, you know, this isn't my fault. They're OK. I'm I'm OK. I'll just get there when I get there. I just had to like really prioritize myself and like say, why are you putting yourself through this? You know, um, I suppose when I started chefing at 18, I didn't realize I was an anxious person, to be honest, until I started doing that. It's not an easy job. And I loved cooking at home and everything. But when I went into that professional kitchen, I found it very, very hard. Um, I was just 18. Like I, I was only about 18, about two weeks. And I'd worked in cafes and things like that. But it was a different environment altogether. And it was kind of old school. I mean, it was it wasn't that long ago, but it was still at the time where people were being shouted at and berated, you know, and um, I found it so hard. I used to go home every night crying to my mom and dad and they were like, well, look, just stick it out because you will do the slog now and then you can pick where you want to work after that. But you just have to start somewhere. And mm-hmm. I was like, OK, and I used to be doing splits on Sundays and I used to be crying going up in the car. And my dad was like, you'd be grand, come on in or whatever. They mm-hmm. they actually, I mean, they're old school as well, you know. So I was like, look, you're actually making your, you're actually getting the job. No, you have to go. Um, but they kind of did their best to not mollycoddle me, but uh, give me the confidence to go in as well. Mm-hmm. But I remember one day we were, everybody was smoking back then like we were all smoking out in the thing on our lunch break and um, I just got this overwhelm like I felt like I was going to get a heart attack and I was like what is happening it's got like a massive panic attack but I got it in front of everybody and hit it you know and I was like what what I thought I was going to die I was like what is going on with me and um, so in fairness I went home and I said it to my mom straight away she's like that sounds like a panic attack you know go to the doctor and they were like yeah that's a panic attack Um, so to be honest my mom was always person if I had a panic attack I'd ring her and straight away she could just like talk me down off it now I'd Mm. still be on the phone or I was living at home at the time Um, she'd help me breathe through it and thankfully kind of as I got a bit older through the truth and I left that job and I went to different places or whatever it never happened in work anymore but it kind of used to happen a lot in the first few years now um, I wouldn't really suffer with them that often but um, like it, it has been a journey in just just realizing when it's going to happen and and just to talk to yourself in a nice way like look yeah. this is a panic attack you're not going to die something has triggered it and it's going to pass like it will pass in five minutes and just calm down and breathe and ring my mom <laughs> so <laughs> like you know but like you know everybody has that person that they'll call if they're panicked and because she was there when they started obviously she's always the person that I'll call um yeah. I don't know how she knows how to deal with them but obviously she just does she's natural yeah. at it but um yeah that's that's how I do it and they to be honest like they have they, they don't come around that often now and um, it would be something very very stressful really out of my control that would bring one mm. on and um again I just you just have to t- breathe and just like get through it yeah 
and it's all about like figuring out what makes you feel safe as well yeah um yeah. like I have a particular place that I go to if yeah. I, you know, like if I'm at home there's actually a spot it's outside the house out yeah. by the boiler house which is probably sounds yeah. ridiculous to some people but that's just where I used to go because I started having massive panic attacks during COVID yeah. so I couldn't go anywhere else yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um but you know it's that like that like your mom is obviously your safe person yeah yeah she's the person that makes you feel safe in that situation and helps you come down from that state of panic and even yeah. the fact that you recognize that you know that is what you need to do okay I need to I need to talk to her she'll be able to yeah. help like that's what it's all about really it's about figuring yeah. out what like having the self-awareness that okay I need to do this for me yeah and yeah prioritizing that and like that probably has helped with you know getting you to the state where they're not happening as often as well yeah. is you know yeah. because okay I know I know if it happens I can do this this and this and then mm-hmm. you know it'll help me bring me down out of the panic attack but I can totally resonate with that first one that you had like yeah. the feeling of like I'm gonna die my heart is gonna like come out through my chest yeah because yeah. It's, it's terrifying like the I like I don't think I'll ever forget the first panic attack I had I don't yeah. think anybody would because it is so overwhelming it is yeah and I I think I did the exact same thing as you as I, I completely hid it yeah <laughs> like the first panic attack I ever had was actually years ago yeah but, and I was in work and I went out I pretended that I was on the phone on a stairwell and literally like actively having this panic attack but yeah. like that, and like people women in particular are very good at masking those things I oh 100 percent. yeah yeah um, and I was embarrassed as well because I was around like people that I was working with. Mm. Um, so, it, yeah, like, but I suppose what I always have been like with the panic attacks is that I've never been ashamed of having panic attacks. I've never been embarrassed. If anybody asked me to ever get a panic attack, I tell them straight out. I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of mm-hmm. because we just deal with things differently. Yeah. And they are hard to deal with. But I feel if you are having a panic attack, it's a red flag. It's like, OK, mm-hmm. something's happening here it's horrible to go through it but at least you're getting a signal that you're letting it out and you know it's some sort of a release really I suppose but like um yeah I suppose if you do suffer from them don't be ashamed because it's it's nothing to be ashamed of it really isn't it's just something it's just it's just a physical symptom of something going on in your head you know so like it's it's nothing to be worried well it it is something to worry about but you know like I just find that you know I suppose one of the girls I was talking to the last time when I was telling her she's like geez I'd never think you'd get panic attacks now you know because I suppose I'm like I love a laugh and stuff like that but it's like there's no set person that has panic attack you can be anybody and have a panic attack they just come on and that's it you know and you can be the most confident person in the world and have a panic attack Um, because it's something that triggers you personally yeah it's the same as as any mental health yeah issue, really you know it like you don't look a certain way you don't act a certain way yeah or you don't you know you don't have to fit into some like little box of okay that's that's what a person with panic attacks looks like and mm-hmm. this is what a person with depression looks like you know like that it doesn't work like that yeah and like you said I think like panic attacks actually can be helpful I know they're not very nice to have but in the no. sense what, exactly what you said it shows there's a red flag there's something not right here yeah. And like I had one for the first time in about nine months. I had it about a month ago. And like I knew straight away I was like, I have to go to my doctor. Yeah. Because I was like, this hasn't happened in a while. It and like I had been feeling anxious for a few days beforehand. And again, just went to the doctor, talked things through. And it was only when because like 
I'd be very comfortable talking about my mental health anyway. Mm-hmm. But it was only when I started talking about like the lead up to the panic attack and that sort of thing that I actually was like, oh, yeah, maybe maybe I need to, you know, take a bit of time off work or, you know, whatever like that. Yeah. And I, you know, I took I took a week off work because sometimes it is, you know, that red flag of like, OK, you're completely overwhelmed by what's going yeah. on around you. You need rest and, mm-hmm. you know, you need a rest and reset and, you know, because rest can be productive and, Absolutely. you know, um sometimes that's what it's flagging up that like you know you're you're doing too much you're you're after taking on too much and it's just purely overwhelm getting the better of you 100 yeah yeah rest is essential and mm-hmm. it, and i find like it is hard to I, I suppose if you're a person that's on the go all the time and you're trying to prioritize rest like for me sometimes i feel like i'm being lazy if i rest too much um but like, I definitely find that like, if there's a show I'm watching or whatever, if it's a Saturday and Sunday, even if it's just an hour, I'll get into bed and I'll watch that show. And mm-hmm. like the kids and my husband know that like, okay, she's resting now for an hour. Yes. One hour sometimes is all you need. Sometimes you need more, but like as part of your routine and just relax and just like take, you know, put your phone away. Maybe it's read a book, maybe it's do whatever, but like it definitely is essential on just small, uh, small little pieces to improve your self-care. Absolutely. And I think like anyone in business or even in, you know, like some very high, high stress jobs, high pressure jobs, people have this kind of thinking of like, oh, no, I have to push through. I have to work through lunch. I have to, you know, I can't take a rest here now. I have to work 17 hours in the day, go to bed and then get up and do the same thing the next day. But actually, like taking the rest would probably be better for you. You'd be come back at whatever you're doing more refreshed your body will will thank you for it your mind will thank you for it and it's something I struggled with for a long time and particularly in the last kind of 12 months because like I'm doing a lot of resting because I'm not doing a lot of moving moving around the place um yeah so like it's something that I was kind of giving myself a hard time for like Jesus I'm doing nothing (laughs) that way like yeah but like rest is what my body needs and sometimes, sometimes your body will tell you or your mind will tell you that you know okay, you just need the hour or two hours or day <laughs> to rest yeah. and like that. Now, you know, going down to, to bed, like that's, it's brilliant that you do that. And it's brilliant that, you know, your husband and your kids have the awareness that, you know, oh, mom needs this time. Yeah. yeah. It instills in your kids as well, the, you know, the importance of resting and, and how like that can help people. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's essential. And, um, it's definitely something that like as you said like the kids need to see because the world that we're living in at the moment is just getting more hectic and hectic all the time so I can only imagine what their lives are going to be like when they start working and everything Mm -hmm. so I definitely try to instill that like it's okay to take rest and not to be anxious about things as well that like Mm -hmm. you know I always say to my daughter like will it matter next year will it matter in five years no it Mm -hmm. won't or, you know, oh, I can't find my time. She's getting all stressed out and stuff like, but I'm like, that's not something to worry about. Something to worry mm-hmm. about would be if we didn't have breakfast here tomorrow or if we couldn't give you lunch or if your clothes weren't clean or if you had no love, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm always trying to instill that, that it's like all these small little things, they never matter. They just yeah. really don't. And they'll pass. I know it always matters to a child. They don't want to go to school with missing their tie or, yeah. you know, things like that. But like, I just always try to remind them that it's not a big deal that like, you know, we, 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 we fix it. We'll get over it. If we can't find it, we'll drop one over, you know, it's, it's easily yeah. fixed. Um, 
I find that like that is really important and that's something that I really try to instill in them all the time yeah and and I think you kind of touched the nail on the head there of like how busy life is like I find I was actually talking to someone earlier today about how you know everything slowed down during COVID during lockdown because they had to like we had nowhere to go we had to all just stay at home and like people were talking about how oh geez I can't wait for like life to go back to normal but I'm gonna definitely keep on this slower pace yeah but then things opened up and the hamster wheel started moving and I think faster than what it did pre-COVID because everyone wanted to see everyone and do everything and get out there and go to everything and you know like it just is like the hustle and bustle has just got kind of out of control in in some ways that yeah. like you know there's so much on all the time there's so much to do and like that work is is always hectic and and like you said our kids like by the time they get to working age you know it's quite likely that their you know retirement age will be pushed further and further out so you're going to be working for a long long time so like yeah. instilling that the importance of like rest and not sweating the small stuff is really important because like you know they do have long long working lives ahead of them you yeah. know the retirement age is being pushed out like further and further every year so like yeah you know it is something that's really important for like future generations as well yeah absolutely yeah and um a lot of like a lot of the stress and everything they probably would learn it from home if they're seeing it all the time mm. so we try not to be like stressed in front of them and try and keep that balance but of mm. course you know life happens or whatever but um yeah. like we're all human <laughs> and we all shout and scream sometimes when they're not behaving and everything but yeah. um yeah like you just have to try and be the best kind of role model for them in terms of that and yeah. um, I know the pitfalls myself and so does my husband. So, um, yeah, like hopefully, hopefully they'll choose careers that like don't stress them out and like they'll do what they love. Um, they seem to be a little bit less stressed out this generation anyway. Um, so, you know, I was saying, you know, the kids there that are working and stuff, they don't like stressing themselves out in yeah. work. They're like, I'm just here now to get my uh, minimum wage and I'm not being stressed out for anybody, you know, <laughs> which I think they're right too, like. Yeah. sometimes you know they're not going over and beyond but they're just showing up mm. so um and, yeah and I think there's much more of an awareness of like mental well-being now as well yeah you know when it comes to work I think even you know like I would have started working when I was 15 and you know which is 20 years ago now <laughs> and um mm. you know when when you think of like kind of back then versus versus now you know, there is this huge shift with regards to well-being. Like nobody talked about mental health 20 no, years. No, they didn't. Like I, like, I don't ever remember anyone in school mentioning mental well-being or mindfulness or even like my three-year-old came out of school today and she said, oh, we did yoga today. Yeah. Like they're teaching, you know, she's learning that yeah. in the Montessori. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And like my kids now as well, like they, we do breathing with them. Like I I kind of did it through my meditation um, training, but like to calm them down. And again, that wasn't yeah. something that was even known about really. Yeah. Um, yeah. 20 years ago, like, it, you know, even back when we were children, it definitely wasn't around, you know, kind of like this idea of mindfulness and being present and meditating. Like I never heard of it growing up. So I think that will definitely help with future generations as well. And like you said, the younger generation that are kind of coming up through work now seem to be more aware of it and like you know no I'm I'm not doing loads of overtime I'm 
I'm grand thanks yeah you know, yeah yeah they're, they're much yeah. more I, th- I think they're much more like secure in their like you know no I'm going to be wrecked if I do that and being yeah. able to say looking after themselves you know being yeah. able to say that um because I'm definitely seeing it like I'm in my corporate job outside outside of this stuff um you know I I definitely see a shift in mindset um with kind of the younger generation and it's actually quite refreshing sometimes yeah no no I can't do that and being able to being able to set those boundaries because I do think that like our generation particular you're kind of like it's ingrained to you kind of like to oh yes say yes say yes to everything say yes to every opportunity that comes your way yeah it means that you're going to be working for like 20 hours in the day (laughs) say yes yeah and yeah yeah, I I do think that like hopefully it'll be easier for our kids when they get to working Yeah. And yeah, definitely. I think um, with our generation, if you were asked to stay on or or anything like that, you'd be kind of just afraid to say no, because not like you'd be missing out promotions, but especially not in my career anyway. But like, I feel like you'd be like, oh, they'd be like nearly talking about you. <laughs> like, oh, she wouldn't stand last night or whatever, you know, whereas now they're just they don't even care. Like my niece and nephew are just like when I ask them to work with me or whatever stupid to wash up, they're like, I will know, but I'm only doing like four hours next week if they're on their midterm or whatever. And that's it. Like I meet my friends, I'm doing this or whatever. And like, grand. And then my sister's like, you can do worse. <laughs> but um, they just know themselves. Like they're just sure of themselves, I suppose. Yeah. And they're not afraid to say yes or no to things they don't want to do. It's yeah. good, really. And yeah, it's refreshing. It's, it's yeah. like they know their boundaries. Yeah, maybe we could learn a thing or two from them. Definitely, um, definitely. To those boundaries. But um, yeah. I suppose when it comes to your own self care and looking after yourself, your own mental well being, um, what is it that you do to look after those those things and kind of set those, those boundaries? So I suppose exercise would be a huge thing for me. Um, I it's it's the one place and thing that I can do where my brain literally switches off I don't think of work I don't think about being a mom I don't think of anything I can just like I'm just I actually hate it so I'm like so annoyed that I'm doing it it actually switches off my brain um so I I I love that and like I I do running I now I was running loads up until like June I'm not gonna say I'm like a massive runner but like when I was doing it I found it was like a huge release because walking for me doesn't really do it and mm-hmm. um, I'll be think I'll be doing lists in my head when I'm walking when mm-hmm. I'm running I'm just so out of breath and so trying to focus on the next kilometer I can't think of anything so I really um think that exercise and running and things like that are really beneficial to me um I love listening to podcasts and um I I love like just crappy tv like really like you know american trashy tv again something you're watching and you're like watching all the drama and and like all the other stuff that you're thinking about just you don't like you know it just disappears because like you're just entertained um yeah yeah, it's not it's not anything revolutionary but uh there are things that i find that i really enjoy and i get comfort out of yeah but like like what you were saying it they allow you to kind of switch off everything else like all the the thoughts and like it, especially when you're stressed yeah you have like a million things going around in your head and it can be very very overwhelming and having something that just you know quite quietens the voice inside in your head that's like screaming all of the things that you need to do in inverted yeah. commas or should be doing in you know that yeah. sort of thing um so like I think running obviously I'm not running anywhere at the moment but like I can totally relate to that because like when you're exercising all you're thinking of doing is like can I make it through the next kilometer or can I actually lift that weight or am I going to actually yeah 
keel over and like you're not thinking of anything else you're just thinking about what you're doing in that moment and you know right I need to you know pick up this weight or run down run another kilometer or two kilometers or 10 or you know however whatever distance you're doing and like it really does kind of switch that you know the side of your brain off that's you know in a panic about Mm -hmm. because you can't like same as you know some people say that cold water immersion getting into the sea yeah thing like you're just kind of shocking your system yeah you know um putting yourself under pressure I suppose physical pressure yeah yeah and yeah it's important to be able to kind of do like know what you can do to switch those thoughts off as well definitely um I think as well from exercise you get a sense of achievement and that also feeds into like a positive mindset so you know if you move up a weight or like that now you you shorten your um pb if you're doing a 5k or whatever you're like oh my god like you know I'm I'm progressing here and it feels really good even though you're dying (laughs) but you know um it it is it's just a very positive thing to do for yourself and I feel like you're not doing it for anybody that's the Mm -hmm. thing about we're running and things like that you're just doing it for you yeah, I know runners like to tell people they run, but like, <laughs> um, but um, I just like I just went for a run last night. You know, I feel great, but um, it, it is a really personal thing, I think, and there's mm-hmm. nobody else involved. So I just like yeah. that about it as well. That it's just really something for yourself, and um, you feel good after it. Yeah, and like that's the thing as well about like exercise. Like nobody can make you go for a run. Yeah, nobody can make you go to the gym. So yeah. like you're making that conscious decision for yourself. That yeah. like I'm going out for a run or I'm going to the gym and I'm going to lift loads of weights or p- do a PT session or, you know, whatever it is, you're making that choice for you, mm-hmm. um, you know, and like, no, because nobody can, nobody can force you to do anything really. But no, they, yeah, they definitely can't force you, you know, like if I see people out running in the rain there sometimes I'm like, you know, fair play to them. <laughs> like I know. They made yeah. that choice to go yeah. out there in the lashings of rain and like, they, like nobody has made them. Nobody's, yeah. you know, holding a gun to their head saying you have to go out in the rain now and run for 10K or whatever. Yeah. So, like, you know, yeah. they're making that choice because, you know, obviously it's important to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what self-care is all about, really. It's about, Definitely. Me, you know, choosing yourself over and over again. Yeah, yeah. And 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 being consistent, I suppose. And um, choosing yourself isn't um, a selfish thing. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. self-love thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Because like if you're not putting yourself first, how are you ever going to look after anybody else? And it actually took me a long time to realize that I I thought all the time I was looking after my family and looking after the business and you're just spinning around on the hamster wheel yeah. and not getting anywhere until you actually put yourself first. And then it really starts to all come together nicely and um, you build momentum and you start to feel good. 100% and I think if anyone listening has taken just one thing away from the podcast I think that that's a really important point like you, you have to prioritize yourself because you can't look after it, anybody else if you're not looked after so I think that's actually a lovely point to finish up our conversation this evening so thank you so much for joining me on the Mind Your Mind podcast thanks so much Sandra it was lovely Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Mind Your Mind podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, rate, review or follow. It really does help with getting the podcast out there. You can follow us on Instagram at mindyourmindpod for extra content and some behind the scenes action. Talk to you next week and in the meantime, don't forget to mind your mind.